0: Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to
1: Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to our show. And what a year we've had so far as we're starting 07 with some really great guests and absolutely tremendous feedback from our listeners. And I just want to tell you, our guest today is really just a class act. I mean, it is an honor to have her on the show, but it was an honor for me to speak at Merrill Lynch in October during a presentation with her. Um, And she, she is just filled with passion for everything we're all about, and that is Sula Antonio, the president of VSA Arts, who is working very hard in the United States to bring art from the disability community to the rest of us. She's a great spokesperson, a great leader. Sula, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Joyce. I'm delighted to be here.
2: Well, we're honored to have you here. And since we do have listeners throughout the world Um, that may not know of you, Sula. Let's first start, and please tell us how you first got involved with the disability community.
3: Well, I guess it was about 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. I started working at the Massachusetts Office on Disability, uh, which is an advocacy organization through two governors. And um, when I found the Massachusetts Office on Disability, I realized that there was this uh, incredibly... Thriving disability community of which I was unaware of previously. I'd had a lot of disability in my life. I grew up with my grandmother who was blind, um, and I just I fell in love with the issue and have been um, have been part of part of the issue for the last uh, two decades. In hope that I have at least two more decades in me.
2: Well, with your passion and your energy, I'm sure that you will have that in you. I have no doubt about that. Um, and actually you, you sort of answered the first question because one of our first questions for you, email from a listener in, uh, Washington D.C. actually is, uh, Ms. Antonio, would you mind telling us, do you have disability in your family and is that what made you so passionate about this cause?
3: Yes, that's absolutely true. You know, I can remember years ago as a child. My uh, family is from Greece and uh, Greece and Albania, and I, I can remember we had a cousin who was a quadriplegic, and I can remember my parents and my grandmother trying to ship wheelchairs to Albania at a time when Albania was not open the way it is now. So, um, finding finding that um, that point that you realize your life's work was really exciting for me just absolutely exciting and it was a wonderful combination of um, what I knew and what I wanted to do with the rest of my life personally and professionally
2: well I'll tell you what Greek food is absolutely <laughs> at the top of my list I mean I love spanakopita I love pastizio I love souvlaki I love Greek food
3: I can't blame you I love it as well and uh it was interesting. You know, I grew up very, very Greek. I didn't speak English till I was 18. And um, when I first came to this country, I was five. And I, I didn't speak any English, and they thought I was deaf in school. And so they weren't really sure what to do with me. It was my grandmother, actually, who uh, went to the school and said, you know, you just, you just have to give her some time. So I think that that, that, that heritage of uh, good food and perseverance has really become a part of my makeup and certainly contributes to my work here at VSA Arts.
2: Well, let me tell you, that was one of our questions from a listener. Have you ever considered including culinary design and arts in the VSA presentations?
3: Um, You know, at the local level, we have affiliates uh, in all 50 states and in 60 countries. And in some of our programs, there is a culinary aspect. We don't have a national program that we spearhead out of this office, uh, but but there is food is a part of culture, and um, it, it's not it's not something that, as I said, we spearhead out of this office. But it does happen at the local level.
2: Okay, well, you know that, that is, uh, you never know what's going to happen in the future as you continue to expand. Uh, but Cindy in Nebraska, here we go. Miss Antonio, can you tell me what you do to encourage young people with disabilities to go into arts when frequently they are told they cannot do it?
3: Yes, we do uh, quite a few things. We really believe in the arts Wholeheartedly, We believe in the arts for art's sake. We believe in the arts as a learning strategy. And we believe that the arts are a viable career. And to that end, we have several, several programs to identify emerging artists and to help bolster their careers. We have an extraordinary partnership with Volkswagen of America. Uh, it's a program in the visual arts. It's a program for emerging artists 16 to 25 years old. And in that program... Um, emerging art or, artists are eligible to receive up to a $20,000 award to help promote their careers. Um, wow, that is great. I know. It's, it's actually it's huge. It's one of the largest awards in yeah, the visual arts. Yeah, that's tremendous. Irregardless of disability, that's really wonderful. And it's a great way for us to identify young people who want a career in the visual arts. We have a sibling program um, in, in music, it's called our International Young Solos Program. It's conducted um, throughout the world, and we identify aspiring young musicians, um, and we actually put on a concert annually at the Kennedy Center. We bring two musicians from the United States and two uh, two from abroad, and we actually produce produce a concert to help launch their career. So we try and work in all art forms, but that's, that's a, a good part of what we do.
2: Yes, because that way we can try to get across to people that it doesn't matter if you have a disability. I mean, you still, you know, are expressive of your art. Let me remind everyone, you remember that, of course, I am a woman with epilepsy, and we all know that Vincent Van Gogh, one of the greatest artists of our time, um, had epilepsy, and obviously that did not stop him from being an artist. And it really doesn't stop anyone. It's just so important, though, for children with disabilities to be included in all aspects of life, especially art. And, so I know your statement on the website is creating a society where people with disabilities can learn through, participate in, and enjoy the arts. Um, could you just take a few moments and explain? And we're talking about VSA arts when I refer to that website.
3: Yes. I mean, we... Um we crafted that statement because we really are committed to changing society's perception about disability and we are committed to making sure that children and students with disabilities have the opportunity to learn through the arts we're committed to ensuring that people with disabilities can participate in the arts and we're committed that people with disabilities can just enjoy the arts i mean those are three They're very simple but powerful tenets of what we believe in. And I think ultimately, if we can work in all three of those veins, we can change society's um, perception. So we really, we work in the schools, we work with community centers, we work with students, we work with adults, we work in all art forms and in all ages and across all disabilities. We're a fairly small organization.
2: Well, not only that, I believe that, I mean, your presentation was excellent at Merrill Lynch, and I believe that as people see, you know, people performing as you did that evening and seeing artwork that they have done, that, you know, the question is, okay, if they're talented enough to do all of this, tell me, why aren't they employed?
3: Well, I think that that is the question that, everyone struggles with in the disability community, and that is the one the one place where we all absolutely have to foster change. But it, from our perspective at VSA Arts, if we are not including students with disabilities in the schools, then we are never going to have viable employment opportunities. So we have to start with pre-k and education. We have to make sure that 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 12 or 13 percent of students in the schools with disabilities have a level playing field. And the way we do it is by using the arts. We make sure that the arts are a viable learning strategy for students who are not linear learners, and we make sure that the arts are valuable in and of themselves. But the truth of the matter is, if we can impact education through the arts, then ultimately we can impact employment. It's-
2: Absolutely. I believe this wholeheartedly. I am a big proponent of the SA Arts because I believe there is a strong connection. And as I said, you know, when I hear people saying, wow, look at that artwork, or oh, boy, that performer's really great, I then say, well, okay, just like with sports, you know, if they can do those things, don't you realize they also could be employed?
3: That's exactly right. And that's one of the reasons why we do those things. I try to make sure that we have artists with disabilities in in places that matter so it will change employers' perception about what people with disabilities can do when they see that performer and they're having you know a great experience they're thinking about the art form they're not thinking about the disability and wh- one of the reasons you know you always have to wonder how prominent do you make the disability at the front end so when we finally partnered with the Smithsonian, who shows the Volkswagen exhibit at the s Dilly Center annually. We have just been delighted at their support. I want people to know that artists with disabilities are just as good as everyone else. Look, we have artists at the Smithsonian, you know so if think about that I mean that is really it's huge
2: that is huge it's that huge. is. Really making a statement.
3: And the statement is about equality. I mean, VSA was really founded on the twin principles of excellence and equality. And I think if you can demonstrate excellence in the quality of your programming and how much people can achieve, then you can get to equality. And that's what the rest of the world has to understand, that, you know, this isn't charitable, you know. I'm glad that people feel good, but you know what? It isn't just about that. It's about equality. This is a civil rights issue, period.
2: That's right. This is a civil rights issue. And, and you know, uh, I, I know that John Kemp you know, did so much with uh, VSA Arts, and you must have been so excited when he received that Betts Award.
3: Oh, absolutely. I was on that panel, so um, um, I was on the adjudication panel. It was just wonderful to read all of the nominees. I mean, the truth of the matter is um, the Betts Award is a great example of the uh, tremendous assets that we have within the leadership of the disability community. So I was particularly proud uh, that John, as one of as my predecessor, um, received that award. I, I thought it was incredibly, incredibly well deserved. And you know, he was a hard act to follow. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, he certainly endorses you. And I'll tell you what he he is such a wonderful person. I've known him for years, and I was so excited. Uh, when when he won that award and recently um, I I heard him speak in Minnesota at the United States Business Leadership Network conference and when he spoke there you know you know basically what he said is I'm getting tired of this now why aren't we being employed yeah and so together if we all work together and all support one another including VSA Arts. Together we make a bigger difference. We're gonna go to break for a minute, and then we'll be right back with our guest today, the president of VSA Arts, a real champion for all people with disabilities, Sula Antonio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's voice, on VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
4: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, But too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
0: The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. And I am so excited today to have Sula Antonio on the show, the president of VSA Arts. And I'll tell you, you know, we were just talking a break. I want to tell you, I really endorse VSA Arts because I, I know that arts is part of everything we do. It's part of, as Sula says, equality. I mean, how can it be right For non-disabled people to have access to arts and for people with disability to not have access to arts but you know what it's even more than that you know if you can do these things why wouldn't you be able to have a job and and until we include all of this and work together we aren't going to get anywhere I really hope if you're listening to the show today Sula what is your website
3: www.vsc arts. dot org.
2: That's V-S-A-R-T-S dot org. Yes. Let me tell you what, where do you see that website?
3: Yeah, the website is great, isn't it?
2: Oh, that is really a nice, very creative, very impressive website. But if you don't know about this, you need to go now. Because let me tell you, the day that your child with a disability is not included with an opportunity to have exposure to art is the day you've cut them off. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I just read that book, very shocking, very sad, um, by Jonathan Cozell, Shame of the Nation, Apartheid in America. And in so many of the large schools today, you know, art is cut out, Period. Now, when you add special education, it's definitely cut. And when that happens to your child, I am telling you, they are not going to have a full education. Remember that. So I really encourage you to go to this website. You know, encourage your students, your children, everyone, so that they can be part of VSA Arts and Sula, uh, why don't you talk for a minute for our listeners, tell them about Ambassador Jean Kennedy Smith and her vision and how that really started VSA Arts
3: Well, she started the organization in 1974 so it was about 32 years ago and for our listeners who don't know Ambassador Jean Kennedy Smith was and is uh, the sister of President uh, John F. Kennedy You know, uh, her vision was that the arts Belong to everyone, and she believes that that artists with disabilities uh, can create magnificent art and should have the same opportunities that everyone else, everyone else has. Um, she had a sister with a disability, and she started uh, VSA Arts, which was then National Committee Arts for the Handicapped, and her, sisters, her sister, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, started Special Olympics. In 1981, um, VSA Arts was designated by Congress as the Coordinating Organization for Arts Programming and we changed our name to VSA Arts um, a number of years ago. We recently became affiliated with the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. We've been working with them for three decades and and um, were incredibly welcomed by um, the board of trustees and michael kaiser and we thought it was a wonderful opportunity to have the nation's premier cultural center embrace disability we were founded there many many years ago but um, it was just it was a wonderful way to continue to increase our outreach and make sure that we're pursuing vigilantly full inclusion for people with disabilities So her vision was that the arts belong to everyone and it hasn't changed and her vision was that we use the arts in education we use the arts to lead to employment and that we use the arts as an issue of equality to make sure that that people with disabilities have equality in this country as well as abroad
2: well and, you know, what a what a great story and what a great person to have behind this. Um, Sula, as I just mentioned, when I read this book, Shame of the Nation, you know, due to lack of funding resources and unfortunately segregation in many of the urban schools, first thing cut is art, often cut in education. And I wonder if you could talk about your opinion of the value of art in education for children with disabilities.
3: Well, our opinion is... Very simple and very strong. Our opinion is that the arts create inclusion. The arts provide the opportunity for students with and without disabilities to explore and find their voice. And that the arts gives students with disabilities the opportunity to make choices, which is key. The arts create access. They create access to a full curriculum and the opportunities to participate in the school community. Why wouldn't we want the school community to reflect the real world? So we really believe that if you want voice, choice, and access for students and people with disabilities, then you have to include the arts. And, you know, at the very foundation of our work is freedom and justice. Voice and choice is about freedom. Access is about justice because the arts are the great equalizer. And they belong in education. When you look at how kids learn, I mean, Joyce, kids learn in a hundred different ways, you know. Most kids aren't linear learners. And what the arts do, which is different from all the other subjects, is they create a space for learning that very few other activities do because, you know, you have to get in there and do the arts. So in our opinion, it really starts with the arts, and the arts are an expression of freedom. And if we really want to have a civil society, then we have to make sure that the arts are included in education as a core learning subject, as it is in No Child Left Behind, that Arts and education is critical for students with disabilities, and that people with disabilities have access to the arts. How are we going to have a civil society if if we don't if we don't have access to that? You know.
2: And I, you know, and I I hope you're really listening to Sula because what she's talking about is civil rights. This is all about civil rights. You know, don't ever think when someone takes this away from your child or away from you that it's just something extra that you really don't need. You need the arts. To fully develop, you need the arts. And for children with disabilities, number one, dignity. You know, when you see a child that learns, I can't do this in this way, but I can express myself in this way, you have no idea the dignity that that gives to a person. And, and of course, last but far from least, through creativity, you know, some of the greatest discoveries in the world have been made. So when you exclude that from a child, you are taking away their civil rights.
3: Absolutely. And if you look at what businesses are doing now, they're really looking for creativity. They're looking for innovation. And how does that happen? That happens by engaging in the arts. So it's really critical to make sure that, that kids have a way of developing all sides of their brain, their right side as well as their left side. And, you know, we don't have to choose between reading and writing. There's no reason why we can't have a healthy balance of everything. And especially for students with disabilities, this the arts are a way for those students to be included. There's no reason for them to get left out, none at all.
2: Well, two questions here from our listeners. First from Virginia, Sula, what do you do to spread the news? This is wonderful what you're talking about, but does your organization go across the United States and speak to high schools and colleges? What venue do you use?
3: Uh, we use several different venues. We use the website. We use uh, the press and the media. We have our local affiliates throughout the country uh, who do both and who also go out and speak to groups. Um, we have uh, programs that travel throughout the country, especially universities. Our visual arts programs have a three- to five-year touring schedule. I want to make sure that we're getting... Um, students that are at the university level who maybe haven't had any exposure to disability have exposure and then think about getting involved in the movement in some way. So we're trying to get the word out through our local affiliates as well as through our national and international outlets. We do a lot of regional work. Well, we try and have, you know, uh, regional trainings. We've been working in the area of professional development through the VSARS Institute. It's traveled to God, I think about nine sites throughout the country in the last three years, and, and we're about to go to Cairo. So um, we try and use everything at our disposal. We want to get the word out as much as possible.
2: Well, that, uh, hearing where you just went, then you can maybe answer this question, and that is do you have a counterpart in Canada?
3: Yes, we do. We do. And if you get on our website and look under affiliates, you can actually get their name, their phone number, their email address, and you can get linked right to their website.
2: Okay, so then you have affiliates in other parts of the world.
3: Yes, we have affiliates in um, about 60 countries.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. We've had an
3: extensive uh, global network for many, many years, and they are doing phenomenal work.
2: Now, what do you do, Sula, when you are in a town or in a state where they are cutting arts or exposure to arts to the students. What would you suggest someone does in that case?
3: Well, I think, as always, you have to reach out to your legislators. I think you should reach out to the arts organizations, to the VSA Arts, and to the local entities that are working on the issue. Uh, if you're a parent, I think it's just very important to tell your school how important the arts are.
2: Yeah, speak up. Remember, Tony Cuello, one thing he taught me. When you get a chance, always take the podium, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as soon as we come back with our guest today, Sula Antonio, the president of VSA Arts. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
4: I'm From our home to your when speakers,
0: DA, voiceamerica.com
4: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
6: Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Trevera's David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Trevera's Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors Trevera Celebrity Travel Talks with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Trevera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel.
1: Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living, on VoiceAmerica.com Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop, VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Welcome back. And if you just joined the show, this is a great show. Because if you just joined us, we're talking to Sula Antonio, the president of VSA Arts. And it is so important what is talking about. You know, I'm sit- sitting here talking to her, and I'm thinking to myself, here you are, you go through school, and think about how you have to study all this classic literature. And artwork. And architecture. That's part of your education. Well, who do you think did that? Artist. That's right. Artist. It all comes from art. It all comes from, you know, what we're talking about right now. And yet, that's part of your education. So you know, It is so important. And Sula, I know that you do have ongoing opportunities for artists with disabilities. So anyone listening to the show today who is an artist with a disability, how should they get in touch with you? Or I should say, how should they get in touch with VSA Arts if they're interested?
3: Well, the first thing they can do is visit our website, www.vsarts.org. And learn about our programs that are available to them. We we actually have an artist registry, which is artists with disabilities. Um, you download an application and you submit it. And currently, we have over 1,800 um, artists in the visual and the performing arts, and as well literary artists with disabilities. It's it's a great way to um, to become a part of a larger network and to uh, give us um, opportunities for you. We know we have uh, many, many people who call and say, oh, we'd like an artist for this, or we'd like an exhibit here. And very often we go back to our artist registry and see uh, who we have and make it available to the um, general public. So we work with many established cultural institutions, and we have the affiliates. They're another wonderful outlet for um, artists and there are also several several programs that artists with disabilities can uh, participate in one of the most exciting programs Joyce is something that we launched two years ago Um, we've really been trying to work with established institutions to make sure that people with disabilities are included in other words partnering with people who are already working and employing artists sort of not doing the separate but equal thing and we have launched an incredible partnership with Williamstown Theater Festival, which, as you know, is um, one of is the most prestigious theater festival in the country. And they last summer we had our first student with a disability participate as one of their apprentices. So we are doing all of the outreach, and then the potential apprentices are going through their regular vetting process. And this year we're going to be looking for three artists. So. There are programs like the Williamstown program which are available to artists depending on uh, what their discipline is.
2: Oh, that is tremendous. Now, once again, how do they get to that registry?
3: Um, They have to go right on the website. They can download the application and all of the information on it.
2: Oh, that's tremendous. Now, a question from our listeners: While we're talking about this, do you have ongoing shows uh, or art presentations throughout the year?
3: Yes, we do. We have um, we have exhibits that take place um, probably in I'd say 15 states right now. About 10 of our affiliates actually have galleries. So, if you're in um, Utah, they have got a brand new. Ex- Wizard gallery and so they're always looking for artists to display and as I said we work with the Smithsonian we have regular exhibits at the Kennedy Center um, and we have multiple exhibits throughout the year in fact we even have an exhibit of children's artwork we do a national international call to our affiliates and every year for the month of June we have a children's exhibit at Union Station 80,000 people a day walk through Union Station, eighty thousand. Every single one of those people, hopefully, will see artwork—a fabulous piece of artwork by a child with a disability that participates in one of our programs. So there are there are wonderful opportunities if uh, if young emerging and professional artists are. Interested.
2: No way, and that is the entire month of June. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what, Sula, I want you to make sure you send me. Uh, an email with information about that, so that I can remember to keep mentioning that you know on the show, uh, because that is that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Now, children, how do they get their artwork to you?
3: well, we um, we work through our affiliates and through other uh, nonprofits and they conduct their own uh, program in the school, and they can they can use one of our national programs or they can conduct their own local program, and they submit their artwork to us. And it's adjudicated here internally. And then, uh, and then we actually uh, put on the exhibit, a very professional exhibit at Union Station. And we, we, every year we bring in about 10 artists They come in with the affiliates. And we have also a reception and show on Capitol Hill because we want our, our members of Congress to see the great work that's going on in their particular states. And we want these young artists to understand how important their work is at school and how important they are as a young budding artist. And so we have them come up and they meet their member of Congress and then their work exhibits at Union Station for a month.
2: Oh, that is, that is wonderful. Make sure, remember, if you're in the D.C. area... That's the month of June at Union Station, but if you follow the website, you continue to get information and updates, you know, about um, the events going on with VSA Arts. And and how many affiliates approximately do you have? Uh,
3: We have statewide affiliates in 39 states, and we have programming partners in the rest.
2: Okay, now do you continue to work you know, to try to get more affiliates, or how does that go? How does Ab- that work?
3: Absolutely, there's an annual affiliate application, and our goal is to um, is to have as much work as can possibly take place at the state level. So our goal is to have statewide affiliates in all 50 states, and and you know we really uh, we leave it up to the affiliates to define their programming. We have four core programming areas, but you know you can't. You can, but for the most part, I think you would run a slightly different program in Rhode Island than you would in California. So we really, the affiliates are all independent 501c3s, and we want them to um, to identify the best possible way to conduct programs in their locale. So we mm-hmm. really want them to be responsive to their environment.
2: those mm-hmm. What are those four core areas that you were referring to?
3: Um, arts and education professional development, um, uh, public awareness, and cultural access.
2: So it could be in any of those areas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that is great, and I hope that you get more and more affiliates. I hope this continues to grow. And you know what? I want to say this. If you're listening to the show and you are a national organization and you put on national conferences that attract Corporations and foundations and people with disabilities and and people that hire people, you know, you really should include VSA Arts. You really should, because that is just to me so progressive and so inclusive, and and just as Sula said, all about civil rights you really should include them because wouldn't that be great when you go to these big national conferences if when you walked in you could see artwork by people with disabilities? Once again, I said this earlier, I'll say it again. You know, if a person can do that, why can't they be an accountant or a computer programmer or whatever it is? You know, that analogy, if the person's bright enough and creative and expressive enough to do that, why can't they do other things? And why shouldn't they be included? So, so I hope you'll think about that if you're listening to the show and get in touch with Sula if, if you have any, you know, events coming up uh, that that you could include VSA Arts on. Sula, how about um, I read on your website about playwright discovery award? The playwright discovery award. Could you tell our listeners what that is?
3: Yes, it's actually a wonderful program that we've been conducting for over 20 years. Uh, it is it is a program which is conducted in middle and high school students in middle and high schools, where students actually write a one act play about disability. The young playwrights uh, don't have to have a disability. Mm-hmm. The point of this program is to encourage creative writing in the schools through disability. So students who are working together, students with and without disabilities research disability if they don't have any personal knowledge of disability, and they write a play. And we have a teacher's resource for this. And we do this, uh, we do this program for two reasons. A, we want to encourage creative writing in the schools, and playwriting is the um, oldest form of writing in this country. Um, So we want to, we really want to encourage disability awareness across the whole school. We want to make sure that all students are learning about disability. And through that process, we really want students to confront their own stereotypes. I mean, children learn stereotypes, and we want them to understand at a critical time in their development that what they think is, may not be. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We want them to learn about disability through the art of writing so that they learn about disability in a meaningful way and they're not just learning the stereotypical stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We get brilliant plays, brilliant, brilliant plays. And what happens more often is if this, most of the schools are inclusive, so if there are kids with and without disabilities in the classrooms, but in the schools that aren't, what happens is the students with disabilities end up working with the students without disabilities. And so the learning that happens is, is really, really meaningful and important. And um, we, we produce the play. We have a very prestigious panel of uh, Broadway-winning playwrights. Um, read all the plays that are submitted, and they choose a play, and then we professionally produce the play at the Kennedy Center. And the playwright comes and sees their work, um, you know, at at the Kennedy Center. It's just a wonderful opportunity. And we use this as a way to um, teach audiences about disability as well because most of the plays are really cleverly written, and so it's not sort of obvious. And it's it's a wonderful, compelling way to change your own perception about disability. Um, We also have two several other literary programs. We do a writing project, um, which is a call for writing from young people to talk about themselves. And we have, uh, they can write in poetry, flash fiction, and spoken word. And when we uh, produce the play at the Kennedy Center, uh, we also um, will have a literary readings there. Last last year we had spoken word. And, you know, I'm sort of telling people how old I am, but when... when uh, when my colleague said, oh, we're going to do spoken word, I'm thinking to myself, gee, what is that? But then I realized that, I mean, it's like poetry in motion, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful, and it's wonderful to hear what these young people think, what they think about themselves, what they think about disability, and what they think about the world around them, you know? Um, And it's just a great way for them to learn, learn about writing and learn about disability.
2: Isn't that exciting?
3: What's exciting? That is so
2: exciting. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from break to close the show with Sula Antonio, the president of VSA Arts. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Sure. Sure.
0: conversation at a click of a mouse voice i'm
4: garcelle beauvais nylon when i played a da on nypd blue i got all the facts before trying a case yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy there are two and a half million americans with the condition and one in ten americans will have a seizure in their lifetime people with epilepsy want to lead normal lives but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
0: The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If
5: you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. Our guest today is Sula Antonio, who is the president of VSA Arts. A tremendous organization, and this has really been, I think, such a great show. And, you know, if you're talking to your friends, remember, this show is archived on voiceamerica.com and on benderconsult.com. So if you're talking to someone else, they can always come back and listen to this show as they can to all of the shows for the past three years. So, you know, if you know someone, tell them about it so they, too, can learn more about VSA Arts. We've been talking Sula, about all these great things that you do at VSA Arts. What about Renaissance 07? What is that?
3: Ah, isn't it a great name. Yes. It's our it's our annual uh call for visual arts this year. It's an international call for new media artists with disabilities and uh it was named that because a renaissance signals a rebirth of the senses, a sort of revival of culture. And we're really looking for innovative, uh, experimental artists whose work demonstrates the creative fusion of um, visual art with interactive and sensory experience, technology, movement, performance, or, or audio production. This is the first time that new media has been viewed through the lens of disability. So it's exciting, the deadline uh, to submit an application is February 2nd of 2007 and the applications will be reviewed by a jury panel and we'll be showcasing the work um, sometime uh, between April and June here at the Kennedy Center and at probably a few other locations throughout the DC. It It is one of the programs in the visual arts that we do. As I said, we also do the Volkswagen program annually which is a a visual arts program for emerging artists ages 16 through 25. And then we do um, ArtLink, which is a cultural exchange between classrooms in this country and classrooms abroad. And that results in the children's exhibit, which takes place as part of the Start with the Arts Festival at Union Station. So um, Renaissance is our new annual call for art, and it's all about new media.
2: Okay, and once again, if you go to vsaarts.org, we can follow any of the shows or any of the projects you have going on. Is that correct?
3: Absolutely. All, All of the programs that I've described are on our website. It's easy to navigate, and you can get information about each and every one of them and a way to participate.
2: All right, well, we have a question here from a listener, two questions. One, excuse me, two-part question from Pennsylvania. One is, can you purchase this artwork that has been done by people with disabilities? And two, how do you make a contribution to VSA Arts?
3: Well, you can purchase the artwork, and if you uh, contact our office through the website or through the 800 number, it's one 800 933 8721, uh, we can put you directly in touch with the artist. And if you would like to make a contribution, of which we would love you to, because all of this, of course, costs money, um, you can do it through the website, or um, you can do it uh, through sending a check directly to VSA Arts.
2: Okay, so you go to vsaarts.org. And all the information will be listed there as to how you can make a contribution. As I always tell people, if you really love this program today and you love what they're doing at VSA Arts, remember, no contribution is too small. All contributions are important and gladly accepted. So take time to follow through if you're thinking about doing that. Uh, Sula, for you yourself... What would you say are some of the biggest obstacles and issues that you deal with and is there anything we can do to help you?
3: Yes. You know, I think that the biggest obstacle for us is still perception and the stigma that people with disabilities face. Um, I, I think that there's still a perception out there that people with disabilities just can't do certain things. And, you know, we're trying to break down that perception through a lot of the programs that we talked about earlier. Um, I still think it's the biggest issue for us is breaking down what people think and, and, and getting people to understand that it's not about what you can't do. It's really all about what you can do, you know. And the perception that equality is critical for people with disabilities that it is in fact the civil rights issue so that is really I think the key issue that all of us um, who are working in the disability community are still facing
2: yeah that is so true Uh,
3: one one of the things that I found really heartening uh, this particular year as you know is that the United Nations passed the Convention on the um, Rights of People with Disabilities. It's, it's a wonderful testament to how much the global community has banded together, particularly the nonprofits around the world, to say that disability is critical and that people with disabilities deserve access. So as an international organization, I'm really delighted and looking forward to working with the other NGOs on this because I think the only way we're going to change society is by changing perception. And, you know, that change happens in one of two ways, Joyce. You know that. You know, change happens in, like, one monumental feat or change happens as a series of small steps. And I think here at VSA Arts, our work is really a continuum of, um of Programs that have to happen throughout everyone's lifespan. So it's important to be in the schools. It's important to be working with community centers. It's important to be working with adults. It's important to be working with seniors. Because disability can happen at any point in your life, and you have to have opportunity at every single point in your life. So um, I, I was saying to Joyce uh, earlier at the break that we have to remember that people with disabilities are the largest constituency in the world that disability crosses all age groups, all ethnicities and all cultures so I believe that if we're going to change society we have to change that perception
2: yes yes. if we would work together how powerful we could be. Well Sula you have just accomplished so much in your life and these last two questions I ask every single guest on our show and that question is with everything you've done, and you have done so much, what is your proudest accomplishment or what are you the proudest of in your life?
3: Well, I'm most proud that our work and my life's commitment, that the work is real, that it's meaningful, that it affects real people, that, um, that it has an impact on an everyday basis. You know, I love talking to that teacher in Iowa. I love hearing from that student or that parent in Massachusetts that that change happens every single day towards changing society. It's real. It's not fluff. The arts are critical. And it's real and it's meaningful and it's worth doing every single day.
2: Yes, and, you know,
3: it is. It is.
2: I'm on a board in Pittsburgh of a group that helps hel- helps get children uh, with disabilities mobility equipment. And we just added a new board member who is the mother of a child with a disability. And her new occupation is what she refers to as art therapy. So what she did for us, and I will make sure I put her in touch with you, is she did work on a volunteer basis where. These young children could go up for this two-week camp we have, which, by the way, includes siblings and friends. It is not like a sheltered event. It is all-inclusive. And and one of the big events was art, artwork. And you know what? That was their favorite event.
3: Absolutely.
2: So, Sula, Sula, before we, we leave the show today, and thank you so much for being our guest, what message would you like to leave with our listeners?
3: That the arts are valuable and critical in education and in life and that people with disabilities deserve the arts and they deserve equal access. So and programs like yours are really important in spreading That message. And I just want to say thank you, Joyce. You've been a dynamic leader and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your program.
2: It is my honor to have you on here. And you know what? We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And today it is Gene Kennedy Smith who said, worldwide artists with disabilities given the chance to develop their skills can lift themselves up out of poverty poverty is an economic issue as well as a social one teach people skills and they can get themselves out of poverty how true that is sula antonio thank you for being with us i look forward to talking to all of you again next week on voiceamerica.com where disability does matter